1: everybody and welcome into a new episode of the Knicks State of Mind podcast. Been a while since we've been on, so good to jump back on and record one here. Obviously, it is March. It's one of the greatest. Here we got March Madness. Uh, so, of course, we'll talk a little bit about the Knicks, even though I'm just, I don't know if you guys are with me on this, but I'm just so ready for the season to be over. I can't take it anymore. I don't want to, I, I just, I, whenever it ends, I'll be very, very happy. Um, this just so much discussion I keep seeing of what's the fault or who's the fault. Is it this? Is it that? To me, it's just a collection of all these things. Players, coaching, front office. It's just it's not their year. Last year was special. This year, just it's not on the cards. Um, it's just uh, they've been close, they've had leads in games. They've it's just not been very fun. It's been kinda of agitating. So I, I don't know if you guys are in the same way. I'm ready for the season to be over. Let's that's
0: it. I don't think I'm the same way. I I think I'm I'm still having fun watching RJ. Mm-hmm.
1: That's, that's about
0: that's about the most redeemable or maybe the only redeemable thing about this team right now because you know Grimes is still banged up. Now well Obi's back now and quickly's playing better. But RJ, RJ, and what little we get to see of Jericho Sims and Obi Toppin. And well, we're seeing quickly more, we're seeing a lot of quickly, I guess, now, but like to see more of them. But I guess seeing RJ Barrett play every night is nice. I mean, it's just you know, it's the small we have to take the small victories now, like they played really well against the Grizzlies in their one of the best teams in the NBA. Yeah, like, it was an accomplishment to even be in that game on the road. Like, and... like and Look, Julius Randle, for all the blame that we've thrown at him this year, and I definitely have thrown a lot of blame at him this year, he's played better recently. He has. Okay. And he's... Look, it's become apparent, like, he's just, he's not a number one. And that doesn't mean he's not a number two, he's not a number three. I, If they get the right guy in there, yeah, like to go with him and they have RJ like, and if Julius Randall is the second option on a team playing like this, this team could look really special, maybe even next year, depending on how things go or a year from then, uh, two years down the road. But no, I, I wouldn't say I'm ready for the season. to end just because I'm enjoying watching RJ Barrett. So, and watching him blossom into maybe taking over the offense by next season completely and we'll see how that goes there there may need to be a Julius Randall trade to for that to totally happen because I don't know if that'll be something that can happen organically or just something that needs to happen with a trade but yeah it, it looks like he's taking over being the number one guy at some point that's going to happen we'll, we'll see uh, I, I just like watching RJ Barrett play <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. You got to look for those bright spots. And that's certainly the one thing that is fun to see. And him kind of being the guy uh, being being more aggressive, you know, throughout the whole game, just going downhill, attacking. You know, there are sometimes shots that I've seen him take in the recent games where I go like a year ago or so. He's he's passing that off. He's not he's not even looking to score, you know, but now he's, he's looking to put it up any chance, any look that he gets at the rim and he, and he's playing well. So, yeah, I mean, there is some things that you look forward to seeing each night, but I I think for me, obviously the big thing is just expectations, maybe around 45, 48 wins. And we're just not even going to come close. I mean, if it were what four games, five games out, even just for a play in spot, just not what I ever expected for this team, but it just makes it so difficult to watch. And, And you know, these games that they're in and they have the opportunities to win games. And it's just – it's almost, again, predictable that we know what's going to happen, right? Like Brooklyn yesterday, I knew Julius Randle was about to turn over the ball. It it was going to happen, you know. And then the the pass in the corner to Farnier, and he made a right decision because Mitchell was underneath the basket himself. It was just a ridiculous defensive play to Mm -hmm. even get – a hand on it and steal it. It's just these little things last year. That's probably a pass inside and a dunk and an M1 this year. It's turnover. I mean, that's just, it's just the way it goes. It sums up just how frustrating it's been so far this year. So uh, yeah. Good thing to see RJ playing well and and shutting up a lot of haters. You know, I, I work with some uh, that were not very high on RJ you know, and, and they've changed their their tune even this year. That, that's that been pretty pretty fun uh, to to say and, and talk to them about it. Um, but other than that, just an extreme disappointment. Hopefully we can finish yeah. up.
2: Yeah, I mean, I could echo both of what you guys said because you guys both kind of hit the nail on the head, Chip with RJ and Matt with the frustration. And I think it's like a different kind of frustration than Knicks fans are used to dealing with because in the past it was, you know, almost – like hopeless, like they were terrible. And you're watching like Mitch, RJ, Knox, whoever it was, you're watching for that development, which is kind of what we're doing now with RJ kind of as Chip talked about there, but on the flip side, like it doesn't feel like this roster is necessarily hopeless. Like some of those old teams, it was like, well, what the heck can the Knicks even possibly do to get better? At least right now they're probably going to get a top 10 pick in the lottery. Then they're going to have some flexibility where they can move off some guys, um, maybe go look for a point guard or that big trade. Like, it feels like they're in a better position to, to fix what went wrong this year than in past years, um, you know, barring, you know, last year's uh, kind of anomaly where they went and they were the four seed. It was, you know, a lot of those years where, you know, 20-something wins and just like no real real path forward. This year, at least, it feels like with RJ improving, with Randall, and, you know, like you said, Chip, like, Randall deserves a lot of blame for what went down this year, but I don't think he's a hopeless player or, you know, it's like, oh, cut him, get rid of him, trade him for nothing. Like, the Knicks are still in an okay spot to kind of figure things out moving forward, I think. This year, obviously, is disappointing and frustrating with all the blown uh, leads in fourth quarters and everything, but uh, – I think there's at least some hope that things are going to improve.
1: Yeah. Uh, and big thing what we want to do today, though, obviously, as I mentioned in the very beginning, it's March. The March Madness Tournament is here. Yeah. Uh, getting ready to start, I believe. One of the play-in games are what, tomorrow or Wednesday? Tuesday yeah. and
2: Wednesday. There are two, two games each night.
1: So we we have that, um, you know, coming Uh, So just different things that I want to throw out. It might be really random at times, just different questions that I could think of about the bracket and about the selection committee or, or, you know, the seedings, I should say, um, you know, throughout the show here. So the first one I'm going to throw at you, of course, and I probably put in everybody on the spot here. I'm still thinking about it myself, but what is the biggest snub that you can think of that should be in this 64 team tournament that did not get a bid to go dancing in Mark, So I, I'm thinking I'm trying uh, trying to wrap my head around this. It's got to be somebody probably in the tea that that's playing in that. And it's funny because I w- went to ask this question, and I had the team in my mind. It kind of slipped. So I'm hoping one of you have, have it first to kind of get this started. The biggest snub.
2: Who I. Well, what I'll just say first is I don't think there were any, like, at least for me, huge snubs that I was like, kind of like, Oh, like really shocked that anyone made it. Um, one team I thought, I thought A&M, um, yeah. might've had a better chance. Cause they, they really kind of came on down the stretch, but you know, they had an eight game losing streak in the sec at one point. It's tough to overcome that. But, um, like, yeah, I'm looking at their, their record at the end of the year. Now they went and in a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Nine to, they won eight of their last 10 coming down the stretch, which I feel like a lot of times the committee will give teams like that the benefit of the doubt. But at the same time, I don't think Texas A&M fans or really anybody should be complaining too much because you lose eight in a row at one point, that's tough to overcome. Like you could make the same argument. Rutgers um, had a really bad non-conference where they lost to DePaul, Lafayette and UMass in consecutive games. But still, even with those bad losses, I don't think that um, not as bad as losing eight in a row at one point, which is just that's really tough to come back from, especially when it's in conference play. So it's even closer. Uh, But I guess if there was one team I was a little surprised got got knocked out, it was um, A&M with that strong, strong stretch uh, at the end of the year.
1: That was a team. I couldn't think for the life of mm-hmm. me. Once you said it, I was like, okay, that, that was them for yeah. sure. Because they were they, yeah. really playing well
2: down the strap. I mean yeah. you look, yeah, they, beat, is... they beat they beat Auburn Auburn in the SEC tournament, yeah. they beat Arkansas, um, kind of got kind of got beat up a little bit by Tennessee, but still you beat yeah. two ranked opponents in uh you know, three or two of your last three games. That's uh and especially Auburn, you know, really, really high seed, probably could go pretty deep.
0: Um, but they got whooped by Tennessee and the that's, committee obviously yeah. didn't have a lot of respect for Tennessee, so mm-hmm. they yeah. must have looked at that. And like you said, I that's true. that's, yeah. the, that's really the only team though that I can think of that got yeah. left out. Where I'm like, like egregious, like where you could argue mm-hmm. uh, egregious because yeah. well, the question
1: came of of always is, when you say what team would you think got snubbed? Obviously, there's a team that's that has to come out of the field. So to me. And it's always tough. And I don't know how you guys feel about them. I don't think Michigan is a tournament team. I don't. I've seen them several times this year. I think the name is what got them in. I think the bias of being Michigan is the reason why you're looking at them being in, in the tournament team. They had some nice wins. They have had some nice moments. They beat Iowa, who just won the Big Ten, you know, a few weeks back. Um, you know, so, yeah, they're they're young. They do have some talent. I'm not saying that they're a complete trash team, but I just feel like I, – I just don't – I don't see it. I'm not very big on Michigan at all. And I think, um, you know, when we look into the bracket and look at some of these games here, well, I would not be surprised to see Michigan early exit in, in this tournament. That, well, that would be my team I would take out of the field.
0: They're favored against Colorado State in their 6-11 yes, so- game. Yeah.
1: Colorado State, don't – I I'm
2: sure you know this Chip, but yeah, don't, I wouldn't sleep on them. I know they're Mm -hmm. not a big, uh, big school, but they actually, I want to say they were probably the biggest snub from last year's tournament Mm -hmm. for not making it. And this year, you know, now that they're seed, so they pretty much left no doubt uh, that they would be, they'd be dancing this year.
0: It's a lot, you know, the teams like Colorado state, the West coast teams, and I'm guilty of it too. Mm -hmm. I have total East coast bias and we all, we all, ignore those teams on the west coast it's like when the game
2: started 10 and 11 you know yeah it's it's tough to
0: Mm -hmm. to keep up unless it's the big games i mean how much Mm -hmm. have i really watched of anybody outside of like ucla arizona Mm -hmm. gonzaga and all all the huge boys yeah saint mary's all all the teams i have to Mm -hmm. watch but yeah i mean the fact that michigan is favored says a lot to me about how people view Michigan and Mm -hmm. how high people are in Michigan. But I mean, they got in because their uh, strength ah. of schedule and their non-conference schedule too. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think I'll say, I think they're better than their 14 losses suggest. I do think they're better than that. But if they had been kept out or not out, if they had been put into the play in game and had, ruckers or nd or somebody else put ahead of them i thought that would have been a little more appropriate okay. I, thought, and I thought i
2: thought i think right, though yeah yeah i would say the there's a decent chance that you know they th- would have wanted to put three big 10 teams in those games but they don't like you know having teams from the same conference play each other that early i don't in the think tournament. they can so i think it's that, against it's,
0: the rules yeah. is it
2: okay yeah because i was going to yeah. say like uh, it, to me it would be almost like you could pick out of a hat for Rutgers, Indiana or Michigan who deserve to be in the play in and who deserve to be the you know the eleventh seed where Michigan but is.
0: Indiana just beat Michigan and Michigan got in ahead of them. That I mean yeah. that was just weird to me that Indiana yeah, has to true. compete to get in and Michigan's in. I, I mean mm-hmm. I thought you could have flip flopped Indiana and Michigan. You could have made an argument for that. I think yeah, I I, I would I would say there's definitely an argument there. Yeah.
1: You know, I I think one of the big things uh, of uh, the conference or the you know championship week and Chip, you're not going to like this. Uh, I, I know you're a big Duke fan, but and I I mean it. No, hurt they, me look they look terrible. They look terrible. It hurt me because I had money down on Duke to win the game, but it was one of those things where I can't lie. I'm really kind of happy Virginia Tech got in. Uh, you know, uh, Mike Young coached literally five minutes down the road for Alan, and, and where I work in the radio station. Um, so he's such a good guy. And, and I, I was thinking, like, they get all the way there, they'll be a tournament team even if they don't win. But then everybody was like, no, nah, they, they, they got to win this thing. So I, I, that, was a, that was one team that I would say if they didn't get in, I would uh, probably pick them to be a, a snub because they started off awful, right? They were like two and seven mm-hmm. conference play. Lost one game at the buzzer like a half court shot to go to two and seven. And then they finished off like 11 and two. So they have really been playing really good basketball as of late. I know it, they almost got knocked out by Clemson, right? It, it took a, a three ball at the buzzer. Mm-hmm. Clemson That's looked good in that. ACC yeah. Clemson. <laughs> yeah, Clemson is that kind of team, uh, you know, the, their, their big guy, PJ hall. Um, he played at Dorman, the school I told you guys about that were that national ranked team uh, that would have played in that, that Geico, um, High school tournament if- the COVID. Yeah, he's he's a sophomore this year and has been their leading scorer. But uh yeah, Clemson is one of those teams though. Anytime it's a close game for some reason, they just find a way to lose. And I just yeah. you know, it, it just happens to them all the time. And they've uh, had the
0: same coach for a decade and they the Clemson, do the I, same I, shit for a decade.
1: <laughs> I will tell you guys about that. There's a lot of obviously Clemson fans where I where mm-hmm. I. From um, a lot of Clemson fans that I work with, and they can't stand the guy, but he always <laughs> does enough to not get fired. Like he just, yeah. They, he hopes that okay, one bad season should get this guy the boot, but he does just enough to keep his job. That's the, he, Ma- he didn't Marvin, do much this year. He did Marvin Lewis oh, syndrome. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. just
2: guy like never really doing a, a t- like a. a Never having like that big moment, but never having like yeah. a b- bad enough season to get to get the boot.
0: Never going below seven and nine and mm. you can keep your job. That's
2: hey, that could be that could be. Uh, I know St. John's now because uh, what you call it, Mike Anderson, like they haven't done anything since he's gotten here, but uh, he's he's always like they're over 500, so yeah, I, I don't think he's gonna get the boot this year, but uh, it's well, kind of that same thing.
0: Tulsa's interested in him. I that's actually that's he, a good yeah. yeah. The,
2: I did hear that, which would almost make sense. Like
0: he played there.
2: Yeah, he, he's got yeah. connections there. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really have connections to St. John's necessarily. Um, and you know, he's gonna be losing his best player probably to the draft, Champagne. It's a good time so, to go. It's a yeah, good time to go. Gonna, if he's gonna make a move. And yeah. to be honest, like I I am a fan of Mike Anderson, I think he's a good coach. But it might even be good for St. John's to make a, just you know, it's, change it up.
0: It's hard to win there, man. God, they've had so I, many guys come through.
2: I don't get it because yeah, Champmany was is good. Like Posh Alexander is a good player, even though he's a little out, like, out of control. But then you know they've got like a couple good like role players around him. I thought this was the year they were gonna exactly they're gonna be you know like a maybe like a sixth seed in the tournament. Come in, you know, have a good team around you know Champenny but it's just i don't know it's just it seems like it just never they never put it together
0: exactly exactly this was the year Villanova mm-hmm. wasn't Villanova this Villanova, year. Yeah, Villanova the year. the big Nova east was, was down mm-hmm. like this was the year to hit and they blew their shot mm-hmm. like although it ended up i think the big east
2: did was a lot better than i than i thought it was going to be this year the big east it was um, maybe you know like you said like they Villanova didn't have maybe like that you know Number Dominate, one seed yeah. championship dominant t- yeah. contender team all year long, but you know you look at like UConn was good, but not like uh, Providence unbeatable. Was picked, like Providence, was, eight, Providence you know? was Providence oh. played really Providence, well this I year. Can't wait. <laughs> yeah, uh, the,
0: the lowest the lowest spread of any four thirteen game in like thirty years or something. Is it like yeah. what's, what's yep. the
2: spread on that game?
0: What's it's South uh, South Dakota State they're playing right? Yep. South,
1: uh, yeah. yeah, the
0: Jackrabbits right. Two and a half.
1: Team to wow. score. They can score. They can. Wow. Yeah.
2: The province score the Rock. Uh, me and a buddy from high school, we always joke about it because, uh, like, the offense flex, which is, like, the most basic offense in, like, in basketball. Like, every team – or not every team, but, like, a ton of teams run – like plays with fle- like a flex set in it right but providence will run it like you do when you're in fourth grade where like it's <laughs> four guys lined across and it's just like you're running through the flex set like five times like just trying to get that guy underneath and it's like we're, it, it's just bizarre to see a college team playing like a, a fourth grade cyo team i mean whatever it's worked for them this year they've won a ton of close games um ed cooley has done a great job but yeah i don't know if uh I don't know if Providence is going to be in for a deep run to the tournament.
0: I'd be shocked I, if they, especially especially won. with
2: playing Iowa in the next round. If Iowa he, gets past uh, that 5-12 guys, matchup, Iowa's really hot right now. Iowa is I think they're they're one of the trendy Final Four picks out there. Um, I
0: love them. I love especially them. after I love you know Iowa.
2: they they beat you know um, what's we call it? they won the big the Big Ten tournament yeah. on Sunday, kind of like a standalone game. A lot of people could watch it. I feel like I've seen a lot of Iowa uh, Final Four people.
0: And Um, another seating thing, how does Purdue get a three after that and Iowa gets a five? That was another mm -hmm. weird thing to me. Lenardi was talking about that, and he was like, we've seen – Lenardi's obviously the bracketology expert, and he was Mm -hmm. like, year after year we see these Sunday games mean absolutely nothing. Mm -hmm. And and stuff like this happens all the time, which – I guess we have to yeah. stop c- caring about that. I, I
2: just to kind of go back and circle back uh, with the original question that we started off with of like what bubble team got snubbed. I think from at least the, like the bracketology people that I follow, like Lenardi, a couple other uh, people at SI and a um, couple independent places, the thing that they were the most uh, I, like upset about, or you know that they had the biggest gripe with, seemed like was the Like it, it doesn't sound like yeah. anyone's like. Really going crazy about anyone who get got left out, but there's like a lot of head scratching going on with the seeding, which goes back to what we were saying about Michigan before too. Like Michigan ends up as you know a higher a higher seed than Indiana when Indiana just beat them.
0: LSU as a six is bizarre to me too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, they just lost their coach, and you know that that could be a yeah, whole, that, which is another not, then, you know weird situation for sure. Now I'll say this: I'm as I'm looking at the bracket. Um, and I'm actually going to see if I can get a pass and actually cover this on Friday, maybe even Sunday, uh, that they have one of the fields in Greenville, South Carolina, which is 30 minutes. If y'all bet on some games there, be, be take the under in a lot. It is a horrible. I, I'm really surprised that they're hosting tournament games. They did it a couple of years ago, and it worked out okay. You know, they, they had one issue with the four, that they had to stop the game and f- fix the floor, but it's not a basketball ring. It, mm-hmm. It's it's like a concert. And, I mean, there's hockey games that are played there. It is the worst visual just thing to look at when you're shooting a basketball because behind the baskets is where you – enter and exit out of the the arena it's just a gaping hole just there's yeah and even I've I have seen teams that can shoot the rock that go into that arena and can't make nothing so I'd keep that in mind there's Greenville South Carolina games you might want to take the under on a lot of them if it's I'm I'm putting that in the memory bank oh yeah
0: I think Duke plays in Greenville and dude can't shoot right now. <laughs>
2: yeah, they can't shoot already. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I, I like that. I, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of little like tidbits like that, like uh, with this sight lines and arenas. And like they talk about when you go from you know playing in like these basketball arenas to the kids go, you know, you go play in, like Indianapolis or somewhere yeah, the like a big stadiums. football stadium yeah. where it's like the huge sight lines. Um, that was another thing. I remember like everyone shot the lights out in the bubble because they created the, you know, those little areas. And there was just like the sight lines and the backdrops were so good for shooting. Uh, like, sometimes Ron- you get in these- Rondo
1: looked like a three point shooter in the bubble. Exactly, I make a yeah. It's like you, you, everything. you make these TJ1. like little changes
2: in these little yep. like, like, uh, switches to the arenas and you got to mess them, mess around with them. Cause it's like a concert place uh, that those are, those are good tidbits of information to have.
1: I, I mean, I will be shocked if I see a lot of those games hit, hit the over because, I, I mean, like I've seen it. I've seen teams that can shoot, that go into that place, and it is low scoring as you can get. So it, it is not a place that you want to go shoot the basketball for sure. But uh, moving on, some of these other topics, again, I'm just going to throw random things on you. Why not? Let's start at the the final you know four that we're in or, or the, the the playing games basically here. Uh, is we have the Texan Southern, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, whatever. That game, 50-50, who gives a crap. Mm-hmm. Um, you mm-hmm. got a good 12-5, and five, uh, you know, two 12-seed two games, I should say. Um, Wyoming and Indiana. That's actually a pretty good game. Wyoming can score. They mm-hmm. really can score yeah, the basketball. Yeah. Uh, and Indiana looked really good in that big 10 tournament. And uh, Mike Woodson did a damage on my parlays. That's all I got to say. He almost did it again when Indiana lost to Iowa and it took that like I don't know if you guys seen that game. It was yeah. down, it was tied. Iowa had yeah. no offense going. I'm like this is going to overtime. And the guy just pulls a rabbit out of his hat, throwing it off the glass and banking it in and I'm thinking Mike Woodson is going to screw me again and cost me even more money. So, I that that's going to be a fun game. I think that's, you know, and then you got of course uh Providence and, no excuse me not providence i'm sorry i'm looking down the wrong thing Rutgers and notre dame as well and then what do you what do you think about the final or the first four teams trying to punch their ticket to get into that first round uh let's start with you know the other games like i said right state and bryant whatever uh bryant's the, a fun
2: team bryant I mean, yeah bryant, I'm, you I'm, got I'm,
0: peter
1: peter yeah, kiss you, yeah I'm, i was
0: i'm gonna say I'm like
2: yeah those 16s, teams i mean like I, like I, it's not like I know anything about. They might schools, be a good game, but but, but, but. the Bri- Brian I know they're 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 a fun team to watch. Like a kid Peter Kiss, ours, yeah, I'm going to watch, watch the that game. game. Yeah. Um, that'll be fun. But yeah, like I, I can't give you too much uh, insight into that. <laughs> With uh, the Rutgers game is one that I'm I'm interested in. Obviously, Definitely being a that, Jersey too. guy now, um, I followed Rutgers all year long. They were a fun follow just because how bad it started to how good it was towards the end of the year. Um, But one other little subplot in Rutgers is uh, when you remember Mike Rice, the coach who got uh, fired for like abusing the players and uh, like he was just basically like verbal, physical, like anything you want to, you want to name it. He was abusing like the players. He got fired. It was a whole big scandal. I didn't, I didn't even remember this until I saw it in an article today, but Mike Bray uh, the Notre Dame head coach is apparently friends with Chris Christie. And he suggested that, like, the state of New Jersey, like, shut down the Rutgers program for a year uh, when, when, like, all that stuff happened, which is like a weird, like, a wild thing for another college basketball coach to suggest to the to the governor. But um, that's just to me, that's another interesting little sub subplot of uh, of this weird Notre Dame uh, Rutgers game.
0: So weird. For-
2: yeah. And I, I might be I might be like a little bit off. I would I would suggest everyone listening to this go fact check me and look
0: I it saw, up. But, I uh, saw the Bray as a friend of Christie thing. I mm-hmm. saw a tweet about that, but I, I didn't see that thing about Bray telling Christy to shut down Rutgers basketball. Why would Bray even give a shit about Rutgers basketball?
2: So I guess I guess the what happened was Christy called him and asked about it. So like I don't think it was like him going out of his way to, you know, like try and get you know christy to shut down Rutgers or anything like that um
0: but so maybe they were up for the same player maybe they were he was yeah that's right them. yeah they were yeah. recruiting although
2: yeah, at that that's time that's probably Rutgers, what it was
0: Rutgers probably wasn't recruiting much um but notre dame gets jersey kids i'm sure he was like look i'll hmm. take out the any sort of competition yeah. for a year true that could have been true. what it was
2: yeah so okay so i've uh I've, this is what the uh this excerpt is Against the backdrop of Rutgers joining the Big Ten in the next season, Bray counseled Christie to, quote, take your time with an AD and a coach. If you really have to bleed for a year going into this new league, the Big
0: Ten, just shut it down. So how did that quote, did Christie give someone that quote? How did that get out there? I'm on,
2: this is an old article on Rutgers Wire. Or no, no, this is a new article, bring up uh yeah let me see how this quote yeah it looks like christy was the uh
0: source or something no no wait bray said it
2: yeah bray bray was the bray was on a uh a radio show and uh and said that he told christy that which is yeah, which is just like a. I mean, if you if he that's says bizarre. that, if he says that behind closed doors, that's one thing. I mean, he, you know, he's giving a friend advice. But the fact that he's going out and like, uh, you know, advertising that he he suggested to shut Rutgers down for a year wow. is just weird. It's just very weird.
0: That's basically like him saying, "Who cares about Rutgers?" Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, and hey, look at him now, if Rutgers. Uh, I mean, I know they're basically in the same spot this year, but Rutgers is in a pretty good, pretty good spot overall as a program.
0: Yeah.
1: For sure, no doubt. Now, uh, another thing here, if we look into the first round games, you know, we we know the typical you know upsets that we typically see. You know, those thirteen and four seeds. You know, the, the eleven and six seed. We, we see it every single year. Uh, but where do you look on the bracket and go? That's my upset. Like you, you. I'm sure you guys have filled out your bracket. I haven't filled mine out yet. I haven't. I, I've looked at it. And I started to, and then I didn't like what I was doing. So yeah. I cleared it and I haven't, I, I, I haven't even picked my champion yet. I, I went into a couple of weeks back really being high on Auburn, but I've watched a lot of Auburn lately and they just, they, if they play well, I'd be just, you could say that probably the first top eight teams in the country, you you know, maybe even 10, if they play well, of course they can win it all. But uh, they, they've been a little, a uh, little sketchy for my likings here. So original question though, you, uh, First round, where do you look on these brackets and go? That's my potential upset. I'll start with this one, and this is going to hurt me because I I am a Texas fan. I don't think Texas is making it out of the first round, and you just never know with them. They are a very good defensive team, one of the best defensive teams in the country. They can't shoot the basketball to save their lives. I mean, there are some games that you watch and you have no idea how this team was ranked 23rd in the nation, or at one point they were in the top 10 Mm -hmm. and you just, to me could not figure it out. They cannot score the basketball. They're great defensively. They got a lot of athletes. You know, if it's a game that they are shooting a little bit better, they'll go on and win. You know, they, they, they're, like I said, very athletic, very physical defensively. They're taking on Virginia tech who is red hot right now that, I mean, let's face it, is Virginia Tech going to come out and shoot like they did against Duke? I don't think so, but it's possible. The way they can shoot the basketball, the way they're going to play tough, they'll be in that game. And I've seen Texas Texas in the Big 12 tournament, That their opening game, they were up 15 at the half ended up losing by five in the game. They, they struggle to score the ball, and they will go through spurts in that game where – they're not putting the points on the board. The question is, can Virginia tech make some shots? Why they're struggling offensively. I think they're capable of my upset. I'm taking Virginia tech over Texas in the first round.
2: I like that. I like, I like, uh, you kind of your thought process for that of like Virginia tech's hot. Texas is uh, one of the teams that's kind of like was cooling off towards the end of the year, not really coming in, um, not really coming in that hot, which Virginia Tech is, is looking pretty good lately. Um, I like that. I'm, I'm going to go with more of like a, a, two of the mid-majors kind of, which I like these teams, and Chip, you'll like one of them. I like these two teams like before the bracket came out. I like them less now that I see who they're playing. But it's uh, Vermont and Colgate. Vermont, it was just like a, a wrecking crew all year long. They dominated the America East. Um, I forget how, like, what they won the uh, the cha- their conference championship game by. Oh, um, so yeah, a they million, won. Yeah, a they million, won a whole they, won, <laughs> they won, and they won all three of those. I, I know the America East is not the best conference, but they just rolled through that tournament. Um, I think they're they're dangerous just because you get a team like that with some experience, you know, guys that have been playing together for a few years. Um, but Arkansas is a tough matchup for them. I, I like Arkansas. And then with Colgate, it's kind of the similar thing. Like they looked really good in their conference tournament. Uh, they were in the NCAAs last year. Uh, I forget who they played. I think, I think it actually was Arkansas. I think it may yeah, have been Arkansas, right? I yeah. think it was. Yeah. And they, they lost to Arkansas, but you know, they've got some shooters. They've, they've got like a deep team with a couple guys who can step up. Uh, I like those two teams, but again, Colgate, they're playing uh, Wisconsin, which is a team I think can win it all if Johnny Davis is healthy. So those are two of my Cinderella teams, kind of coming in. But uh, obviously, just the the matchups makes is going to make it tough for them.
0: Man, you stole both. Bo- those, <laughs> those are both of mine. Those, those were both of mine. You knew <laughs> I, exactly. You well, said it right away. <laughs> I
2: knew Cole. I knew Colgate was going to be one of yours because I know. I know we've talked about Colgate before, but I wasn't sure about Vermont. It, I wish yeah. I wish they were playing somebody else. Like those two were playing other teams because uh, those, yeah, I, I like them with before the bracket came out.
1: Right, ah, the Cinderella team, man. That's, that's Cinderella's tough, hard.
0: Think. It's different than like because mm-hmm. I feel like there's always one upset that everybody zeroes in on, and that never happens. Like mm-hmm. remember everybody after Georgetown won the Big East zero it in on them to beat Colorado in the first round and they got crushed by Colorado. Yep. Yeah. And the Pac 12 dominated the tournament. So you got to be careful with the upsets who you pick. Mm-hmm. Like so so it's very difficult. But I, I don't know. I love I, I love Colgate and I love Vermont. Um the the rest of the field though like the other seeds I look at I feel like a lot of them aren't upsets. Like if Loyola Chicago beats Ohio state, that's not really an upset. Mm -hmm. Like, I guess if, if Davidson beats Michigan state, that's considered an upset. Like to me, it's not, I I think Davidson, the way Duke's playing recently, if Davidson beats Duke, I I wouldn't be totally surprised the way Davidson's played all year. And the way Duke's playing right now, how tight Duke looked in the ACC tournament. It looks like they could get beat by anyone. But uh, yeah, I, there's a lot. I, I love Akron. I love the way Akron looked in the Mac and I think they're really good. I thought that I thought that if Toledo had made the tournament and not choked in the turn in the Mac tournament, they would have had a better shot to pull off an upset, but I still think Akron can pull one off against UCLA. They're really good. Toledo's a better offense, but Akron can still score. Um, these other you, you, Colgate and Vermont are my top two, but
1: I, mean, I, my, mine really wouldn't be like a, I guess not a Cinderella team. Would you guys count Houston? Like they're, they're a five seed, but they're, they're going to lose pretty good round. right now. You know what <laughs> I, mean? I mean? Oh yeah. I wouldn't call them
2: Cinderella, but I would
1: call them a Cinderella. Yeah. I, I mean, maybe an unlikely run.
2: I mean, if, if they were to make the final four, they would have to go through I'd be Illinois, stunned, Arizona and yeah. potentially Villanova. You know, if they, if you assume that all the top seeds win, that would be tough. That would be if, tough, tough run for them. If
0: Houston makes the final four, I'll become a Nets fan. That's how <laughs> I am. <laughs> then Houston will not make the final four. I'll Are give you, you join uh, their
1: 10 other fans. Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I'll give you their, uh, the two teams that I would like to be Cinderella's or at least like pull off the first round upset. Right. One would be, sorry, Chip, Cal State, Fullerton, because that would be the best way for Coach K to go out. <laughs> <laughs> is to lose to a 15 seed in the first round of the NCAA tournament. It's that would it's that happened would before. Be, that would be perfect. And then the other one uh, for just for New Jersey and specifically Jersey City if St. Peters were to beat um, <sighs> Kentucky. That would be awesome. With, yeah, which I don't the think Peacocks. either I don't think either of those games are going to happen, but yeah, if the Peacocks, I mean, St. Peters, they're just they're they're very good defensively, which is like wh- yeah. why they came on so hard in the MAC. Um, they'll just like kind of grind you out, slow the game down a little bit. They got a couple shooters. Um, Casey Nadefo, their big guy uh, is like one of the best defenders in the league. I know last year he led the, led the nation in shot blocking this year. He was Mac defensive player again of the year, but the thing there is like, you know, playing in the Mac versus playing Kentucky, are just two different worlds of talent. It's possible. It's one game. You know, that's why the tournament is so great because Anybody can beat anybody on any given night. We saw that with UMBC against Virginia, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be counting on it. It would be, it would be a great story if either of those teams can pull it off. But uh, I, I just, I don't see, uh, I don't see any of the ones or twos really losing this year, maybe a couple of threes or fours, but. Uh,
0: Purdue ho- maybe.
2: Hopefully. Yeah. Purdue. They're, they kind of, I don't Well, I wouldn't say they're, they're, they're not hot, but yeah, I would, I, I don't know. It's it's
0: sixteen point favorites. Purdue, really?
2: Are they mm-hmm.
0: sixteen it's, against Yale?
2: Yeah. It's it's this is. I mean, and yeah. I'm Matt. I'm like you. I haven't filled out my bracket yet. I'm yeah. still like I'm Me still too. trying to like dissect Figure and digest. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Um. And also, I don't want to fill it out before, like, because if you know, Rutgers were to win, exactly. Like, I could I could see Rutgers beating. uh beating Alabama, but you know, if Notre Dame wins, I don't know if I would take Notre Dame against Alabama. So
0: same. same. Like I want
2: to, I want to wait until at least, uh, until at least I know what's going on in those games.
0: Yeah. The guy, this guy I work with was handing out the brackets at work today. And this other person was started filling out the bracket and I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm like, I'm yeah, going <laughs> to, I'm going to wait. <laughs> I need, I need, yeah. you know,
2: maybe fill one out just to fill it out and see what you like about it. But, uh mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I'm, I'm more on the side of, uh, I Need some time to digest it.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, me too. This
1: hit me. I didn't think about this all the way through, but I got a sub on Thursday. I'm in a gym. So hopefully, it's one of those things where they just say, Roll out the basketballs and go play. Because if that's the case, then, uh, yeah, the phone's going to be out and I'm going to be watching this through the March Madness app for sure. Um, but all right, we got first round upsets, we got through some of your basic things here. Now, I guess the thing is, and again, we haven't done our brackets. We haven't really looked at it. So this is just initial feeling. It may change. Uh, If we had to pick a final four right now, if we could, who do you have inside your final four? And I'm going through and I'm trying to look at it like who I like out of each region to come out. You Know, I, I mean, I think you know, Kentucky is very. I, 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 and I know St. Peter's is a good defensive team, I just don't see them winning.
2: Yeah, no, I would, it would be nice no, for no, no. it'd be nice for Jersey, but
1: Kentucky to me has a very favorable, you know, path out of that, that region area. It, wait, is Arizona with them? No, nope.
0: no, that's Baylor. Yeah, that's Kentucky, yeah, Kentucky's Baylor, got Baylor,
1: and Baylor is. Obviously, the, the national champ, the reigning national champ, and, and they're still very dangerous. I just don't look at it. They lost a lot from last year. And at times this year, they, they've looked, uh, you know, like they're just a step below what they were last year. Um, you know, so I, I try to try to look at it like that, like who can come out of each region and then potentially beat somebody in the other one. Um, I would like to think, you know, and even though I'm not a Duke fan, I, I do root for Duke. You know, I have a I, I You got to pick a rivalry, I guess, or team in that rivalry, the Duke North Carolina rivalry. I, I took the Duke side of it. Been um, watching them for years. I would like for Duke to reach the Final Four uh, for Coach K, but I don't know if it's going to happen. They, they just—it's not. It's it, not going to happen. Yeah, I've been I watching don't. them all
0: year. <laughs> well, I just this is not the team. I don't see it. They're not, and they're not
2: like they're they're cooling off right now. Like they're just, yeah. Uh,
1: my radio, one of my radio hosts, he had a. I, I think it was a, uh, a bad take, basically, the way I put it. He was trying to say that he thinks the committee and all that will give Duke the favorable you know, path to it being Coach K's final year or some games are going to be tight, they're going to go Duke's way. And, and I just I, I think being C- Coach K's final year actually probably puts even more pressure on these players. Like we, they
0: look, clearly like, did. Look at the way they, they played, look, played recently. <laughs> look
1: how bad they looked from that. Like they looked like, oh god, we can't lose this game, right? Like we can't lose Coach K's final home game here, and they looked like crap because of it. Like I, I just cannot. I can't. I can't get them going all the way. I really. At some point, they're going to poop the bed, and, and lose. So I'm trying to. I, I think I have Arizona in. Uh, Arizona is is obviously. Um, and if Arizona, if I'm not mistaken, was another team at the preseason, you know, not, not expected to be as good as they were.
0: Nah, first year head coach.
1: Yeah, so they... yeah you know, uh, but I like the way they have played. Um, I know they have some, uh, I, I know they suffered an injury, you know, in the semifinal game of the Pac-12 to one of their main players. It didn't seem to bother them. Uh, you know, they, they came from behind and beat a very solid UCLA team. Um, you know, so I would say Arizona. I, I mean, my original gut, like I've told you guys before, I'm high on an Auburn team, but I, they, they haven't been playing really well either. It, it's, it's, to me, it's so wide open this year, right? Like you got like 10, 15, really good solid teams that are capable of getting hot and going on a run here. So I think that's part of the reason why I've struggled to even fill out this bracket and even come up with a final four team. So still thinking this through. Do you guys have your final four teams or at least a couple of teams that you feel confident about? It may not be our complete final four. Like I said, I, I like Arizona to kind of go deep in this, maybe Kentucky. Um, you know, but Kentucky always has that issue of just being young. And when they face some adversity, they they seem to struggle. It seems to be the case every year with them. Um, but you know, who, who are some of these teams do you really like to make a deep run?
2: So at least for me, I, I might end up changing it when I fill out my bracket and go official with it, but right now, and this is kind of chalky, uh, my final four, but I've got Gonzaga, Baylor, Arizona, and then Iowa. So Iowa was the lone number one seed. Uh, looks like chip probably has a, a few of the same as I do, but for me, they, like I've watched a lot of Arizona recently. They're very good, uh, Benedict Matherin is like a beast. Um, Gonzaga is just absolutely loaded, just like studs. Um, and then I think, Matt, you you kind of said it with Baylor there where they lost some guys. Like they obviously, you know, Mitchell and Butler were their two best guys last year. They're not there anymore, but they just reload. You know, they, they're so talented. They have so many guys um, that I'm not 100% sold on Kentucky out of that region um ucla they're they've got the experience uh as the four seed there they like they could obviously easily go on a run and make another final four they got the talent they have the experience they have the coaching but in that region i i do like baylor coming out of it because i think you know obviously they'll beat norfolk state barring something ridiculous uh and then north carolina marquette neither of those two teams really scare me for baylor and then you got St. Mary's or the winner of that Indiana Wyoming game. Not, I mean, St. Mary's is a good team. Don't get me wrong, but I, I would, I think Baylor is going to make it to the Elite Eight there. And at that point, it's you know, it's either, uh, in my opinion, it's going to be Kentucky, or it'll be someone who kind of comes out of nowhere like a uh, Murray State or Virginia Tech or uh, maybe even San Francisco. Like I, I think Baylor is in a, a favorable bracket, which is why I would take them. Uh, If they had maybe Auburn in their region, I would, I would be a little tougher. Wisconsin, it'd be tougher for me to pick them to come or Iowa even be tougher for me to pick them coming out of that. But, uh, but yeah, it's, that's for now I'm going Gonzaga, Baylor, uh, Arizona, and Iowa. Chalky and especially chalky considering the fact that my five seed that i have making the final four is one that so many people are going to be taking so i've already just seen won that. such yeah, an just underrated Ten. five
0: yeah. seed
1: yeah when i yeah. when i started filling out the bracket i had iowa flirting with that so i wouldn't mm. i wouldn't be shocked i mean again anytime you have a team that can shoot the basketball like they can mm-hmm. I, I i would argue that iowa was better last year and you know, they lost a couple of players, but they still have been very, very good. Uh, the two twins are, are very dominating inside, and then they can play the outside, obviously, as well. Um, you just got to hope they don't have a cold shooting game, which we've seen at times this year, where they just can't make anything. Um, but they, they looked well in that Big Ten tournament. Um, you know, so I wouldn't be surprised to see Iowa either uh, making a pretty decent run at it. Um, and I'm, I'm still just flipping through the bracket, trying to look and see through here. Arizona, definitely. I like Kentucky. I think they can, you know, and I don't know, it's again, the, the, if it comes down to Kentucky and like Baylor, I think Baylor would have the advantage they have. Obviously, some returning players from that national championship team, like Kentucky, again, is a bunch of freshmen. Um, you know, and they've struggled. Like when they played like Tennessee twice this year, they, they just, they not looked good. They haven't looked good when they run into a, a powerhouse team. So it's one of those things where I agree with you because you said Baylor, right? You said Baylor has like a favorable bracket. That's kind of what yeah, Kentucky that comes from there. It's possible. Yeah, that's,
2: that's – right? yeah, that's I, – I would, I would I agree with you there. Yeah, right. like the two of them, you know, I, I wouldn't be shocked if if those two are in the Elite Eight. Um, And not that I don't think it's going to be easy for either of them to get there, but I, I, I think they – if they play well and like they don't have to play over there, like outside their minds or anything, but if right. they play decent, you know, basketball up to their capabilities, I think they'll, they'll make, they'll both be in the elite eight. And obviously that's just never the way the tournament works. So I'm sure, I'm sure we could come back to this, this moment where I'm saying all this and I'm, I'm going to look like an idiot in a week, <laughs> but, uh but at least on paper, that's, I, I see those two making the elite eight and then coin flip. In that game
0: for me, coin flip in Baylor, Kentucky. I would really? think so. Yeah, I would take. I, I think I would take Kentucky in that one. To be honest, mm-hmm. I think that. I
1: think I'm leaning as well. I, I'm leaning that way as well because I think Baylor is just a step below. But again, the, the experience of Kentucky always catches up to
0: it. I'm really. I'm. I'm just saying that because it's so hard to get back there, like two years so, in a row. Too. So. I'm. I'm adding that on top of it, mm-hmm. but. I, Kentucky in the SEC tournament didn't impress me. I think they're probably the third best team in the SEC, but I also you looking at Tennessee. Rick Barnes' history in the he's NCAA tournament at some point, yeah. NCAA tournament, to it, he's uninspiring.
1: Put Yeah, it always happens. Whether I'm a big Rick Barnes fan. It doesn't it matter
2: happens. what what color orange his team's wearing; oh, they're yep. probably gonna
1: underwhelm in uh, in March. I, I, I will say this, and not that they needed to, but if Rick Barnes was able to keep some of those players more than a year at Texas, he would have a couple of national championships. You know, with DJ Augustine, Durant, mm. all that, 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 that he had a while
0: of really big-time recruits. Should have won a national championship in the one year with Kevin yeah. Durant. He was yeah, the yeah, greatest college done. basketball player yeah, ever. Yeah. He <laughs> didn't have
1: to play in college, like, I mean, yeah. at all, you know. But... Uh, I'll tell you that that I'm a, like I said, a big fan and I'm rooting for Tennessee because of them, but nah, they'll poop the bed at some point. Always happens.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they're not so, getting out of that bracket.
1: No, nah, no, nah, they'll, they'll fall at some point, it, it, you know, and they're another team that I've seen several times this year. They'll jump on you, right? They're, they're up 10, 15 points. And then next thing you know, it's a two point game. They've done that several, they played Texas that way, uh, you know, about a month ago uh, and it looked, but maybe like a second, the start, the second half of that SEC championship game that maybe a and could get back into it mm-hmm. and like a little bit of push, like their first four or five shots dropped. And it was like, Oh, okay, we might have a game. And then, you know, they cooled right back off and Tennessee was in complete control from it. But uh, yeah, I, I look for them at some point to do what a Rick Barnes team does and that's find a way to lose and uh, not show up on a day. So it's, it's, uh, it's going to happen. For sure. Definitely. So what else we got here? I mean, we, we we picked teams that we could see a final four. I mean, if, if we had to, and if you had to pick a national champion, like somebody that you just go, I'm looking at it. This is what I'm feeling. It always depends on when you look at the path and you look through the bracket. If you had to pick a national champion though, raw answer because I'll tell you what, mine's is probably going to change. Uh, by the time that I look into this bracket and then I'll update you guys on on the champion choice here Um, if you had to pick your national champion who would it be and that's again I don't know why I keep thinking Auburn I I don't I don't know why that's like Jabari Smith is a a baller he's a baller but they've been so bad lately and then I mean I'm watching that that game and I forgot who that who did they lose to the other day was it I don't remember who they lost in the ESC championship, but they just would not stop shooting the three ball. They couldn't make one. They could not make a, a three ball to save their lives. And they just kept firing away. They had the say it was A&M. That was A&M. A&M. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They had the size advantage and they would not throw it inside. The commentators were like get the ball inside. Like you would think you would try something else mm. instead of jacking up threes. And they just, they would steal a ball and jack one up like 40 feet out. It was just like, you got, you got to be kidding me. So they do stupid things like that. But I mean, when I see that they're, they're on, man, they can light it up. They, they can. Yeah, light I was,
2: was going to say, you're so, making a really good case for your champion right now. I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you, I, I,
1: right. I'm, I, I'm thinking I'm originally going to stick with it. It may change by the time I get through this bracket, but right now, I'll just say it. I'm going to take Auburn to win it all this year. Wow, and SEC okay. score to win it. How about that?
0: As of, as of right now, I'm gonna fill out a bunch of brackets. I'm sure. But I'm sure it in more than one. I'm probably gonna put Villanova to win the national championship. Okay. Sure. I know it's not his best team, but, but I it's haven't March, and this is what they do. They're this and they're March. They're good enough to win. Yeah, exactly. And I, I look that bracket. I'm looking at like we just said Tennessee, no, Illinois, no, Houston, no. So really, you got to beat Arizona, and I think they can beat Arizona. I mean, I don't – look, I'll be honest. I don't know as much about Arizona as I do about Villanova, but I trust Jay Wright mm. against Arizona and a first-year coach. I do. So uh, I, I'm taking Jay Wright to get out of there, and look, I'll, I'll take him, I'm sure, to win the national championship at some point. And I got to look at their championship odds. I'll probably put money down on them to win. I already have money down from the beginning of the year on Kansas and Duke. And Purdue, I think too, and none of those teams are going to win. I don't think. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, if I put money down on somebody, they're destined to lose. That's just the way it is. Yeah. So I mean, I'm not, I'm not even touching it. Not even, not, not even going to touch it. That's just not going to happen. So you know, I,
2: I think I'm going to stay with my theme of like just straight chalk, and I'm, I got to go with Gonzaga. Uh, no. I think there's, just, I just think there's too much, there's too much talent. Like Timmy. You got he Holm- said that
0: last year
2: and they lost in the championship. So like we weren't far off, they lost to Baylor, which Baylor was a Baylor was a great team. Yeah. I just think Timmy, I mean, Holmgren is an absolute stud. Nemhard. I don't know if he's the best point guard in the country, but he's up there. Uh, he's poised. He's been around for a while. You got Mark few. I mean, they lost, they lost in the finals last year. Like they lost they- in the championship game. They had one loss in the season. I think people in the beginning of this year were almost ready to crown them as even better than they were last year. I don't – like, they obviously came back down to earth with a couple losses. But I just – I think they're they're just – Gonzaga is so far past the point of like when they used to be, you know, oh, they're just a high seed and then they're going to get upset in the second round of the Sweet 16. I think it's it's tough to pick them to go any – it, it, it's tough to not pick them to go to the elite eight. Let me say that. Right. Um, which at that point, you know, like if they're playing Duke in the elite eight or somebody else, um, actually now I'm looking at it, like Arkansas is a good team. So like I wouldn't, would, that's not crazy if they would beat them in the sweet 16, but I don't know. I just think Gonzaga has been putting, like taking so many, so many shots at a championship in the last few tournaments. Like uh, eventually they're going to get over the hump. They're too good not to.
1: And now – think we'll move on here and just X, of course the last call anything we haven't touched about this tournament maybe maybe that player that's going to emerge as as that superstar that we see every year somebody that makes their name for a tournament i'm not going to touch that i can't there's too many of them that i could choose from and then there's the obvious ones as well um but anything you want to add before we wrap this thing up and anything along those lines maybe another upset maybe um a potential dangerous team or like i said a player that uh, probably is about to make a name for themselves in this tournament here. Maybe, maybe from one of those teams that I'm unfamiliar with. I know you. I've seen Vermont, and Vermont plays in a terrible conference, but they're pretty dang good. Colgate, I'm not familiar with Chip. I, I don't know very much about them here. So maybe, maybe you could shed some light on, on some of their their guys or somebody that might might stand out uh, for maybe a team like that in, in this tournament. For Colgate. Yeah. Somebody, somebody, but why do you like them? I, I, I tell me, I, I know they got Wisconsin, I believe in the first round, um, you know, but what, what is it about Colgate you like?
0: Danny, you don't think they
2: can win that one. That's see, That's like, I, I want like there, I wanted to pick them so bad, but I don't know. That's just a tough matchup for, for anybody. I mean, that that's, that's a really good, um, really good Wisconsin team. If Davis is healthy.
0: For sure. For sure. no, I love, I love Colgate. I I love them last year too. They're, I mean, they're the best team in the Patriot league. Again, they started off slow. They were what four and yeah, four and 10. They started off and they finished 23 and 11. So look, I, they shoot a lot. They shoot a lot of threes. Uh, I, I like watching them play. They shoot a lot of threes. They play pretty fast. I've been high on them the past two years, and I was totally wrong about them last year when I thought they were going to beat Arkansas. And I, I just have to go all in for the second year in a row, I feel like. And, <laughs> and this year, I feel like Wisconsin is a team that can lose to anyone. You know what I mean? And like Danny said, they're so dependent on on Johnny Davis. And like they Colgate's just lost. Oh, so I was just gonna say they just lost to Nebraska in the tournament. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Colgate has good guards. And I feel like good guards. Like they have Nellie Cummings and Tucker Richardson are really good players. And Ferguson's good, good players, too. Yeah. Um good guard play always wins in the tournament. That's yeah. you whenever you see like a guy, uh uh mid-major team, upset a team, it's always like a guard who plays well, I feel like. Like that kid on Earl Roberts, what was it, last year when the kid uh who beat Ohio State the two fifteen game? I-, I forget if it was last year or three years <laughs> ago or something, but it was a guard who did that. Like it's yeah. always a guard who shows out. Oh, Haves missed right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always yeah. a guard who shows out for the mid major squad. Yeah. So uh, I like pay- I like uh, maybe not to go far, but I do think they can win. I do think maybe get to the Sweet Sixteen. Even uh, I- I'm definitely going to take them. I'm
1: get, I Wisconsin plays in a lot of close games, right? Like they don't, they don't just smash people. So it could be one of these games again. But the like, one thing is, Wisconsin has a very good record in those close games.
2: I keep, har- I keep harping on it though, but Davis kind of was banged up down the stretch of the year. That's and he, they go, they're only going as far as he could take them.
0: Yeah. It's a seven and a half point spread for a reason. Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking, I'm looking at a 314 game. The Wisconsin Colgate spread is seven and a half. Purdue Yale is a three fourteen game, and that spread is sixteen. Mm-hmm. So it's a big difference. Like it's yeah, not all, not all, it's all, not season. your average fourteen.
1: Yeah, right, right. Now I got to update you before I wrap this thing up. I was telling you guys about the the golf drama mm-hmm. here, right, on the bet mm-hmm. that I made. So I told you he had a three shot lead, and he went to the right. Which you, to me, I wouldn't even hit my driver because he's been hooking it the whole day. And if you hook it, you go in the water. And if you miss right, you're in the woods. Well, he missed right. And I said, I've seen that ball run down to the water when they try to punch it out. He punched it in the water. So I'm like, oh my gosh, the guy that's trailing him is a hole behind him. He sinks a birdie putt, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, if I if he doubles, we're going to a playoff. I'm going to end up losing. Well, he delivered a dime on the drop shot. He had, you know he had a drop. He was shooting his fourth, and he put it like a foot from the pin. He almost made it from the fairway. So when he I mean, he had like a two-foot putt, and I was like, he's going to bogey. So that meant the guy, uh, well, Harry or something like whatever the heck his name is, he would still have to birdie 18 to force a playoff. So the double would have been catastrophic. He avoided that. Um, And the guy put a beautiful drive. So he was in prime position to get a birdie look, and he left it short. He didn't even reach the green, so he had to chip and try to chip it in. Uh, And he made it really interesting, but it didn't go in. So I finally had some luck on my side and I can announce that I'm, I'm up this week. This is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing.
0: There you that's go. Really- now,
2: now you yeah. can give it all back on the NCAA tournament. Uh, pretty much. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. you know, just man, like maybe, we're, just like
0: we're all going to do. That's what
1: we're all going to do. Yeah. Maybe week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking maybe why not, but press my luck with the 76ers in Denver game tonight. I don't, I don't. Oh, know. don't do that. Yeah. Now we're talking crazy. Don't do that.
2: Now we're talking crazy
1: don't do that yeah yeah, i don't think i'm gonna touch it it's it's tempting if i do it'd be like ten dollars you know i might only win about 12 13 bucks whatever um so but i don't know i do crazy things i do crazy things like bet on like soccer from like turkey teams i've never heard of and you know they were a favorite so i took them and they lose what you know hey that's what you get when you bet on a team you have no idea what you're betting on
0: I've been on soccer in Russia, so I can't, like, just. Yeah, hopefully not anymore. (laughs) Anymore? Yeah, yeah. That's why I brought it up. It was, it was. It was pre, it pre, was pre, invasion. pre everything, pre-invasion. Yeah. Out of
2: solidarity with Ukraine, no one on this podcast bet Russia's soccer anymore.
0: I will never bet Russian soccer <laughs> or tennis ever again. It was oh, only yeah. because it was at work and it was under the, the live sports. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> or,
1: you got no, yep. You just want to. leave And I hear you. I hear you, but let's wrap this one up. Good to be back on uh, doing a podcast. So what, you know, what's, it, uh, try to schedule another one soon again here and i know this one was march madness we'll probably continue talking march madness you know yeah. on the podcast moving forward you know kind of updating practice okay. some of the big stories well and we then can, i guess we'll talk about the Knicks.
2: I so. was going to say what we can do is a compromise so we don't have to talk about the current knicks is uh <laughs> maybe after this weekend we'll talk about some of the guys uh who the knicks might be drafting and how they're playing in the tournament because there are a few guys um there are yes, a few guys to lottery. keep an eye out on
1: in sure. the lottery once mm-hmm. again Oh, yeah uh, we had a year off it was nice yeah. we're right back in it and you back know what's again. gonna happen you know a typical you know nick uh, lottery i guess the pessimistic side is coming back out from this season but you know how we're like you know they the eighth pick or yeah, and then the lottery happens we fall back to 12 mm-hmm. it will be the 14th pick It'll it will happen you know so we'll, we'll see but i guess the pessimistic side comes back but let's wrap it up uh that will do it thanks for listening